You're listening to the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm your host, three-time Olympian and motivational speaker, Leah Amico. On this show, we're going to dig deep to unlock what it actually takes to build a foundation for greatness. If you're an ambitious person with big vision, but you feel like fear is holding you back, get ready for some major breakthroughs. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome back to the Gold Standard Podcast. This is episode number 86. And today I'm going to talk about best possible outcome, BPO. I'm going to call it that, best possible outcome. And I want you to think about the importance of how you think, what you think about, why you think the way that you do. I think when we deal with fear, negativity, depression, anxiety, generally, if we will look at the root of it and if we'll really take um, notice of what thoughts were happening in our head and what we were doing with those thoughts, we'll realize that either that pushed us to best possible outcome or more naturally, and I think more people struggle with worst possible outcome. And we tend to be hard on ourselves. I know for me, I'm generally pretty positive, but what I do sometimes in silence, in silence, if I haven't heard from somebody in a while, all of a sudden I start to think, oh gosh, did I do something? Was there anything that happened? Like I start to almost make things up sometimes. One time there was a situation, I was actually traveling with Team USA and my mind went to worst possible outcome. And I don't do this very often at all. But this one time I was playing, I was on the road with Team USA. Jake was, I believe, about two years old. And I was trying to call Tommy and get a hold of him. And it was maybe around eight o'clock at night and I wasn't able to get a hold of him. No big deal. So I think it was an hour later. I tried again and wasn't able to get a hold of him. And I thought, that's really weird, but okay, like he might just be busy, whatever. And then about an hour later, now a couple hours have gone by and I try to get a hold of him and he is not answering my phone. He's not responding to texts. He's not, um, he's not getting back to me. So now all of a sudden I am thinking, okay, I know Jake is with him. I am pretty positive they're at home because they weren't supposed to be out anywhere. And I immediately think, okay, it's been a couple hours. It was early when I first called him. So whatever he was doing, he would have been done by now. And immediately I start thinking, oh no, he's incapacitated. (laughs) The reason he is not calling me back is because something really bad happened. What bad could have happened? Probably a heart attack. (laughs) So immediately, and he was probably, I don't know, like 30, not even 30 at the time, probably late twenties. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, of course, like he would have responded by now. And so I call up my sister who lived a few miles away. And I said, hey, from where we lived in Southern California. And I said, hey, I really need you to do me a favor. I need you to go. I don't know if she had an extra key or I told her how to get into the house. But I said, I really, really need you to go. And I need you to check on Tommy and Jake because I'm not able to get a hold of them. I know that Jake's with them. But if something bad has happened, I need to know that they're okay. And in my mind, with all this time that's going on, and of course, after I ask for this, I'm still trying to call, still trying to call, getting no answer whatsoever. And I'm just picturing, okay, now like something bad's happened to Tommy. Jake's probably there crying because he doesn't know what's happened. Like I have made all this stuff up in my head of what is going on because I cannot get a hold of my husband. And so a little bit of time goes by, (laughs) about 10, 15 minutes 
goes by, enough time for my sister to get in the car, drive over to find her way into the house. And I get a phone call back that everything was okay, that I could relax. And that <laughs> the only thing that happened was Tommy got freaked out as he was woken up by my sister standing over him <laughs> saying, Tommy, Tommy, are you okay? <laughs> and I get this phone call like, okay, I'm fine, you know, and he had just fallen asleep super early and just did not even hear any of my calls. And that's why he wasn't responding. But oh, I was able to take a deep breath and a sigh of relief and be so thankful that it wasn't anything bad. And I was really thankful for my sister to be able to go and check and to make sure everything was okay. Because otherwise, I, I probably would have been calling the cops and <laughs> they would have had to break into my house. But that was one of the few times that I really, really let my mind go. And what I found in that time was once my mind was kind of made up, well, this is the reason I am not hearing back from him because something bad definitely has happened because if nothing bad had happened, I would already have heard back from him. And my mind just started going and going and going. And I started building up more and more and more with that. Instead of just saying, okay, wait, and this is something that I learned to do after that situation, actually, it did teach me to just wait, wait until I know some details and don't let my mind run away with it. And so actually, um, years later, after I had my three sons and um, I don't know, my youngest was a few years, Luke might've been like five years old or so. Um, we had an incident where Tommy got really sick and we had to have the ambulance come and they took him to the hospital and I had to drop my boys off with my friend and we didn't know what was happening. I mean, he felt like he was dying. He was not sure what was happening and he felt really, really sick. And, um, and it was a big deal because I said to him, you want me just to take you to the ER? And he was like, no, like call 911. And so that was, that was a big deal, of course. And, you know, there was an urgency there. And so I'll never forget driving on my way to the hospital and just praying. And I had this peace and I just remember saying, okay, God, I don't know what's going on, but you do. And I don't know how this is going to turn out, but you do. And so just give me wisdom and give the doctors wisdom and help Tommy to be okay. And just, you know, help us to be prepared. And of course, praying that it was nothing. And fortunately, um, after they got him there and they were able to check him out and all his vitals were good and they were able to hydrate him and and, you know, give him some medicine and, and everything ended up being okay. Eventually, he spent a little bit of time at the hospital. But with that being said, I feel like I had learned in this time where nothing had happened and my mind had raced, raced, raced to where there was something going on. I just didn't know the outcome yet, but I was able to have that peace. And I just want to encourage you, if you're somebody who um, struggles and your mind wanders and it circles and it takes you down rabbit holes to the point where worst case scenario is what happens that you want to make sure that you're recognizing it and you stop it. If you don't know it to be true and if it's something that you're like, well, that, that probably is going to happen, then just stop right there because so many of our fears and worries I don't know what the number is, but they said like 95% or even higher probably that of things that people are feel fearful about never take place in their lives. So you think about how much time we spend in worry and fear. And so I just want to encourage you, let's think about best possible outcome, BPO, right? What is the best case scenario? What is the best thing that can happen? I think I share this on a past podcast, but for me, I don't know if it was just, again, ignorance or, you know, just that best possible outcome, but 
I was on a plane and, you know, we, they had said, we got to make an emergency landing. Um, you know, one of the engines is out. And I remember just thinking, well, that's why we have two engines. <laughs> and that was okay. I was totally at peace. And I don't know, some people just don't like to fly as it is. So I can only imagine what thoughts were going through people's heads when that was, you know, shared. But I've had some situations with flying and I just feel like, no, these, this is what I tell myself. These pilots, they've trained, they're prepared. They, they, you know, I know ultimately I'm in God's hands. So I know that nothing's going to happen that isn't filtered through him. But with that being said, I just try to think best, best possible outcome. And so I think that's so important if you're an athlete to think about best possible outcome. So when you get fearful and worried in a competition, when you start to put too much stress in yourself, think, okay, like, cause even just telling yourself, I am the best, I can do great things. I can make this happen. This, this is, this outcome is possible for me to do something really, really well. And if we can train ourselves and our minds that way for best possible outcome, we're going to literally see our world in a different way. We're going to look and we're going to, we're going to view things differently. We're going to have totally different emotions. That's what I wanted to mention too. When you think worst case scenario, worst outcome possible, then you are thinking in a way that is going to affect your emotions and anxiety and fear and, and everything, your body, the stress that you're going to carry is all going to be affected. And, and even if that stuff never does happen, you're actually going to bring negative stress into your life. And so when you start to think about best possible scenario, and when, for me, when I think of um, a family friend, Taylor, who has been fighting cancer for six years now and truly has defied all the odds. And I know her faith is a big reason, but her mindset is probably the thing that I have just been so inspired by the most. I feel like I'm a pretty positive person, but when I see how she has handled this adversity and this trial and just this monster with cancer and it's out of her control, but man, you talk about what she can control, which is her mindset. She is literally a star. She is so positive. She is so joyful. She is so hopeful and that she is thinking best case, best possible outcome. She's graduating from college. She has gone through all of college and has is graduating throughout her entire ordeal because she was diagnosed at 17 right before her senior year of high school with liver cancer, incurable at one point stage four, but she has just beaten so many odds. And I know that so much of it has to do with her mindset and how she truly does think best possible outcome. So mindset and our thought process absolutely will affect our physical body, our emotions, our feelings, and then also eventually our actions will be affected as well. So that is the gold standard is to think best possible outcome. So recognize your thoughts, first of all, and then get to work changing them. If you go to that negative side, if you go to worst case scenarios, change that, work on that and switch it. If you do, just start telling yourself, even if you don't believe it yet, <laughs> just start. You got to start somewhere. Start telling yourself you're the best. Start telling yourself you can beat any opponent that you face if you're an athlete. Just think about the best things that can happen and put your mind on that. And I promise you're going to start seeing better results. And physically, you're also going to be healthier because you won't carry that stress. So hope you're encouraged by today. Go out and make a difference. Live out the gold standard in all that you do. See you here next time on the Gold Standard Podcast. Thank you.